0: Welcome everybody I'm Jared He's DJ and this is number one bullshit So before we get into the all of the highlights from from last night, I have a very serious question for you mm-hmm you think Poeton's like that all the
1: time? Yeah, I think um no, I honestly think <laughs> I think that like he gets the idea of like I'm stoic and this is what it is because there's no way that like he's with his family and they're just like we've never seen Daddy smile, right? And if he is, psycho.
0: Yeah, and, and like, but like he might be, right? Yeah, like that, that's the thing. I, I've seen I mean, I think we've all seen him try to drown his best friend in a river. <laughs> So, okay. yeah, I saw that, like, Bilal was clearly having a good time, and I, I don't know if I've ever seen Poetan smile. So I was like, God, I want, like, is that
1: him all the time? <laughs> I mean, Cause, if cause, it is. Because if it is, it's scary. Well, because they have that one picture of him and his family going down the ride, and everyone's, like, smiling and having a good – and he's just, like, sitting there. It's like, dude, if that's how you are, like, find joy. I guess the only <laughs> yeah. joy is when you knock someone clean out. Yeah, with yeah.
0: The, the rocks in his hand. Yeah. However, I did see a video of him, like, on Instagram where he was, like – Messing around in the grocery store with his wife, but it was from a first person perspective, yes. so he was probably straight faced while it was going on his <laughs> way.
1: Probably as well.
0: so. Now, from that to the uh, obviously the story, the sugar show has arrived. Uh, like, this is you can't script it better, right? Because, like, from the time and Snoop called it, man, <laughs> old, old Calvin called it, yeah. Uh, but the from the time he knocked. Dude out with the right hand on Contender Series. Like, future champ
1: was all people were saying about this guy, and it happened. Dude, and it happened spectacularly. First round, close fight. I mean, I give I give it to Aldo. I'll give it to Aldo because of the, the way he set up, you know, the cage attacks. But that mm-hmm. second round, I mean, it's just one of those things where so slick, very Connor, Jose Aldo. um, what do you think? I, I felt a little bit like maybe let the fight go on a little bit more. It seemed like a little bit. I, I don't want to say early stoppage, but in that moment, I'm like, he didn't look hurt. Aljo almost even was like, I was rolling over to show. He's like, but don't want to take away anything. What do you think?
0: Could have let it go slightly longer, I think. But also, the I think he was going in to stop it when the straight on the ground landed i think it was a right hand because that was absolutely clean yep. not the like donkey kong you know hammer fist he was throwing but the straight that he threw kind of reminiscent of thomas almeida uh except almeida went unconscious <laughs> so i think when that punch landed it was herb dean right i think when that punch landed he started like oh, okay this is over and Aljo was like in the process of rolling over at that time um you know, post fight press conference, Alger did say, like, I, you know, could have gone longer, but also, like, let's not take anything away. Right. Like, he got, got hurt very, very badly. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's tough because uh, if it's a, if the stakes aren't that high, 100% great stoppage. Yep. Right. But here it's like, ah, uh, there's, there's a belt on the line. But I, yeah, I don't think you can argue the stoppage.
1: Yeah. I, am I'm, I'm not going to. Um, But if they would have gone on, I wouldn't have been like, oh, what are they doing? You know, like, it should be stopped. Um, O'Malley's just skyrocketing into superstardom. It's... He just um, soaked in that moment. It was, like, to have that wherewithal to be like, this is my moment, um, and just breathe it in. I love seeing that shit. I love it.
0: Yeah, you want to talk about, like, Stoic with Poeton.
1: How about something Sean O'Malley has openly
0: talked about, like this is his dream to have that presence of mind and the ability to i just achieved my dream Mm. everything i've wanted in the world up until this point i have now achieved no smile just immediately like okay i'm gonna walk around the cage and Mm. just look at everybody like just soak in this moment amazing like to have that kind of mental psychological whatever you call it strength is amazing like there there's a reason this guy is a champion take away all the physical skills right fast has power all of those things but also that mindset of a champion of to be here you know in in the moment and it was great cornering by by tim welsh in between rounds right like hey man just breathe yeah you're here right feel yourself on the stool like just that very much and multiple times even like in between the rounds and then even after the fight multiple times you see sean o'malley just close his eyes take a deep breath you know just kind of like be present for the moment and one just in society in general like that's fucking rare nowadays right yeah I like to think I'm relatively present but I find myself like watching TV and looking at my phone at the same time. Like yeah. I'm not present for anything at that point. Mm-hmm. And and here is like biggest moment of his life instead of like holy shit holy shit it's just a ah,
1: yeah like this is it. You and, know and like that's it's impressive Adesanya, like when they when they had him and not when they were announcing the winner of the fight and it had a really close up on his face. It's like he wanted to smile but he was just like not yet. It was just like let me let me feel that belt around me and it it was it's was, it, it's great to see um, because Melly has that extra thing about him. He he's not just a fighter. That's when he fights. He's a fighter. That's when he fights. And then marketing stuff outside of it. All the goofy shit that he does. Um, it was it was a fun way to recap. I mean, in in the night, he's so fast and so slick, man. He's so fast and so slick. And just that that touch, right? Like he has that
0: touch. And I think a big part of it. I mean, he obviously has power, right? Because his strikes hurt people. The accuracy, timing, right? It's those things that other great strikers talk about, like McGregor, like Adesanya. It's about accuracy. It's about timing. Uh, you know, to be able to hit exactly where you want to hit at the moment you want to do that, yeah, that's going to knock people out, right? Like, that—that that is extraordinarily impressive. And then to to kind of go back to the moment of it, the... There was two moments that like really stuck out to me. I'm I'm a bit of a sentimental guy, right? Like I, I the emotion gets me sometimes. And to see the emotion with Tim Welch, yeah. O'Malley's coach, right? Like after it, it looked like he was about to start crying at one point. He looked as nervous as O'Malley walking out to the cage. Uh, and, but when you know these guys' background, right? Like O'Malley has known him since he was in high school. Right. They, he went and like lived on his floor in Arizona (laughs) there's pictures circulating now of them. Like when O'Malley was like 15 or 16 years old with him. So they're so invested in each other. Right. Like this is, this isn't just a championship for Sean O'Malley. This is a championship for Tim Welch too. Right. Like name another of Tim Welch's students. Yeah. can't can't. because (laughs) like, yeah, this is his life, right? Like he has invested himself in this other person and I think sometimes there's this weird perception because it's, a, you know, one person in there fighting, you're there by yourself, but it's not. There's all this other shit that goes into it. Yes, ultimately, you're the one that has to execute certain things. But to have that relationship with that, like ultimate faith in the other individual, it's almost like a uh, human uh, Demetrius Johnson kind oh, of relationship, yes. but. Even to a greater degree, I feel like because those two guys kind of met each other at at a different point in their life as opposed to, it's all O'Malley knows. It's all Welch knows. And and it's like, that's a beautiful thing to see that like these two guys like achieve their dream together, you know, like on the same page. Awesome to see. And the second moment is after all the interviews and everything in the cage, you see O'Malley finally... Like, kind of let that moment wash over him, and you see him make eye contact with Tim Welch and just go,
1: "Holy shit!" Yeah,
0: right. Like, like we're fucking here, man. And and that goosebumps and, le- and legitimate Like, I have goosebumps thinking about
1: it. Yeah, and and to talk about it, O'Malley leading up to is it, like it's gonna be whoever makes the first mistake. Aljo made the first mistake. He just did, right? Like he yeah. um, post fight press conference, just talking about you know, like. He stuck to his game plan I didn't. I wanted to make it a little bit exciting. I tried to do something um but even kind of seen in that first round when he tried to get him get Alger tried to get him against the cage, Dominic Cruz broke the fight down, the way Sean O'Malley gets out, he did it again. It was the moment was there for O'Malley to to take it away and he did it and it's like, I mean, from here on, dude, like he is he's he's that guy. He's that guy in the in the most exciting division in the UFC, he's the most exciting guy in the division of the most exciting division in the UFC, and he's the champ. Good for him. Yeah. And not just fighting, right? Like, he's... The style
0: is super exciting, Yeah. but then he has everything else outside of the cage, mm-hmm. right? Like, he has a look that that resonates with people, right? He has a sense of humor that resonates with people. Like, he just gets it, yep. and, and it's, it's awesome to see, and ESPN fucking knows it, because they put out the full fight. The UFC put out the full fight on Twitter or X on, on their social media, right? They never do that. It's a a pay-per-view, right? But they know like, Hey, we're like, this is it, right? Like we have our, our next superstar as great as Izzy is. O'Malley is going to be more. He's going to be able to connect more. I think than Izzy to American audiences and has the potential to be a bigger star than Izzy. You think so? Really think so? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I think O'Malley does like, I mean, first of all, he's got the pothead vibe, right? So he does have the, yeah. you know, the, those people are always going to be like, oh, yeah, dude, it's like, it's my people. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 you're probably right. But for me, like, I get. I don't know, maybe because Izzy's been the champion for so long. Like I get yeah. I get more excited for like what moment is he gonna bring, right?
0: Well, in and, and Izzy's a different generation, right? Like Izzy is a little closer to the McGregor generation. And like Izzy does stuff on social media, but like O'Malley's an influencer, right? Like yeah. he he had all this stuff going on outside of the cage. Granted, he was he was fighting, but he built a brand for himself outside of the cage. Whereas Izzy, it required the in- Cage success to then be able to build the brand, yeah. right? Whereas O'Malley like has the brand even before being a champ. So I think it's a like he is that next generation, right? And and I think I think he's going to be absolutely huge. Aljo, you see why he was a champ too, right? And in a very a very good champ for for a while, right? Most defenses in bantamweight history. To hear him break it down in the post-fight press conference of, like you said, right? He stuck to his game plan longer than I did. Uh, to hear him, I'm a sucker for emotion, like when he started to break down in the press conference and was talking about, uh, you know, all of the things that got me to hear, right? Like to put myself out there and and be able to. Be the heel right like have people boo me and and get knocked out in front of millions of people right he said but I can't like I have things in my life that I never could have dreamed of having Mm. because of this and that I think there's something to the vulnerability that occurs in defeat that people can relate with right and I think Aljo's going to get more fans and it's shitty that it takes getting knocked out in front of millions of people for him to get more fans. But like, I think his star, not star power, but his stock, I I think in the public eye goes up, not from a fighting standpoint, but from a likability standpoint, because I don't, we talk about O'Malley having that it factor as great of a fighter as Aljo is. He doesn't have that it. He doesn't. But I think these moments of vulnerability matter, And, and I think it's going to allow more people to relate similar to a Kamaru Usman, right? Usman doesn't have that it factor, extraordinarily dominant, but then him getting knocked out and him being like, guys, it is what it is. Like, I got my family. Like, that's just going to happen. I think that people love that. Yeah, People get drawn into that.
1: I agree. It's it's kind of bizarre to me where people, the same fighter that, you know, took an illegal shot from Jupiter for a knee um, and like, oh, my God, he's such a punk, are are now – Liking the fa- whatever whatever gets the fans. What I would be interested in see because Aljo he doesn't he doesn't have the effector like O'Malley has. Let's say he does have some mm-hmm. star quality. I don't want to like diminish that, but let's say he doesn't. You know, Sean O'Malley is adamant. I want to fight in December against Cheeto. But does Aljo deserve an immediate title shot if he stays? You know, like what 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 determines a uh, immediate title shot? You have yesterday or the day before the quote greatest Bantam weight of all time loses his belt now and then it's like, oh, you don't get a title shot, right? It's like, where where does that fall in? For Aljo, maybe it's just a perfect opportunity to go up to that next level. But, I mean, how real of a moment? You want to talk about real moments? It's like if Sean O'Malley can do this to me, what is Alex Volkanovsky going to do to me? So it's like mm-hmm. you don't want to put that seed of doubt into a guy who, you know, has the skill set to be a champion for a long time. But if he has it in there, what does he do next? It's going to be real interesting, as far as O'Malley fighting Cheeto. I mean, Cheeto just fought on this card. He won. He wants to get that win back that he never lost. You know, he never lost, never but lost. he wants to get the win back Undefeated. that he never lost. Um, but you have Marab. You have Sanhagen. Sanhagen's out for a while. Um, O'Malley. Now the division's different. When you have a new champion, the division's always different, especially because O'Malley hasn't ran through these guys yet. He hasn't. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, he's had one fight against a ranked opponent up until this, well, Pedro Munoz, which didn't, you know, no contest. Yeah. So he had two fights against ranked opponents, Cheeto and Jan. Yep. Right? Like, he hadn't beaten any of the other guys. Aljo, having been around longer, has. And just stylistically, the matchups are so incredibly different now. Yep. Right? Like, if Aljo won... Aljo versus Sanhagen I don't think plays out any differently than it did previously from the standpoint of San Stake, Sanhagen still has the whole of when he stands up, he gives up his back, yep. which you can't do to Aljo. But now Sanhagen has a shot to become a champion, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I don't know if there's anybody in America or the world for that matter that wouldn't want to watch Sean O'Malley and Sanhagen
1: fight. Oh, my God. Right? That's that's the fight yeah. I want to see the most right now. Oh, that in
0: Umar versus Marab or are, are oh, the yeah. two that yeah. I'm like fair yes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yes please uh but yeah the I mean it's there ultimately I would as opposed to the Cheeto fight and I get it right like as much as O'Malley says he's undefeated like you can tell it it hurts him a little bit yeah. right I Cheeto even said it in the post fight press conference like I don't get it I think this guy loves me <laughs> right like he's obsessed with me um Which, and Cheeto's so good on the mic, like, how y'all not talk to that man after
1: that win? Well, we'll talk about uh, Cheeto in a little bit. He's good on the mic, but until he says that Pedro Munoz is going to try to fuck me, it's like, I don't don't think that's going to happen. But, you know. Hey, my, you know, I don't. I,
0: I haven't seen training camp footage of of Pedro. You know, it'd be interesting if you're one of his sparring partners. Hey, man, we we need you to come in for uh, help us with our game planning here yeah. with
1: Pedro. No, no, I'm good. Um, um but Cheeto Cheeto versus O'Malley is gonna be great because they have the history. O'Malley can be like you. You weren't beat. Like you got the most free. But but Cheeto's like I won and. Before we jump into the Cheeto, fight, like not get ahead. Cheeto's got something special about him. So, watching that matchup yeah. would be great. Um, December, you know, what else would also
0: be great. You know, what else will be
1: great. What would be great? Marab versus O'Malley. Yeah. <laughs> and for the jacket,
0: throw the belt in if you want to. But, like, you know, Marab is showing up to every single event for that fight. With the jacket on, walking out to the cage with
1: the jacket on. Like, if he wins, make that he's having happen. the jacket on with the belt on. Yeah, for sure. The jacket's 100% the jacket like, is the third fighter while, in that card. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like while they're
0: announcing it, hey, Sarah Longo, bring my jacket out for 100%. me. 100%. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, like, they got a great storyline. I think my opinion is with Murab, and it's no shade to him, I think that he screwed himself over for the next title shot only because. With Aljo there, he's like, I'm not going to fight for the title ever. So the UFC doesn't owe him a favor, even though he's out here just destroying people. They don't owe him a favor. And O'Malley has that thing where he can be like, let me fight Cheeto and it's going to get you numbers. It, it, it would get him bigger numbers yeah. than up.
0: Yeah, and, and O'Malley also has the, like the the ultimate the golden rule, right? Like, he, he who has the gold makes the rules, yep. right? And O'Malley has proven to bring in money. He's one of two fighters that has his product or his name in the cage. Yep. Right? Conor McGregor with proper 12, proper number 12, and Sean O'Malley with sweet sweat or whatever that is, right? Like, the guy's fighting with his name on the cage, and he wasn't even the champion Yeah. Right? So, like, they're going to let him call his shot because ultimately he's going to sell pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. And if he says, yeah, no, 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 you put me on the card in Vegas in December and I guarantee you we're going to, if we don't break a record, we're going to get pretty damn close to, to pay-per-view buys.
1: Let's go. Yeah, ex- exactly. And yeah, Sean O'Malley just has it, man. He just gets it. He just gets it. Yeah. And I mean, I was rooting for Sean O'Malley, didn't know how it was going to happen. <sighs> he did it in spectacular he he made a highlight reel of the bantamweight champion there's you can't do it yeah. any better you just can't yeah uh, beautiful yeah uh,
0: not not much else to say there uh somebody who did have a lot to say <laughs> was my was my man ian machado gary uh we talked about it on the f update where you know neil magny made what might have been an ill-advised comment about uh, you know, putting a whooping on his kids uh, and Machado Gary was like, yeah, I'm in post-fight press conference. I'm not letting him off the hook and, and talked about it and like I think it played into the fight. His treatment of Magny at the press conference, where every time Magny tried to talk, and he was like, "No, you haven't earned that right. You need to be quiet and think about what you've said," Mm. (laughs) which is I mean, he he gave
1: he gave him Michael Jordan moments, like, and I took that personally, right? He really took that to heart. Even in the post fight conference, he's like, that's not what you do. Like, if anybody in he said, if anybody in here disagrees with me, come see me, right? Um, So he took it personally, and he sunned. Neil Magny, who is... Who we talked about... Neil Magny's not a slouch. taking a fight on a short notice. Maybe there's some... Uh, he wasn't as prepared. He sunned him. He sunned him. Yeah. Like, like. I don't want to say this every time, but if we have uh, somebody I can say, if this is the first time I saw him, and if the first time I saw him, Neil Magny, I would be shocked that he was on a pay-per-view. That's how bad he looked last night.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he got knocked down three times in the first round with calf kicks. <sighs> the first two kicks that were thrown dropped him. That's insane. And now granted, sometimes it kind of sweeps the leg a little bit, but I mean that it, I haven't seen that before. No. And then I think way Lee came out and knocked down Lemos with a, yeah, <laughs> with a calf course, kick on the, yeah. on the first one she threw. Cause you know, MMA, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I get it was short nose, but Magny's made like a, a living of, so, of doing that kind of thing. Right. Like anytime, anywhere I'm gonna do it. He's ranked higher mm-hmm. than Ian Machado, Gary, but, I mean, Just got beat up, yeah. right? I the the only thing that kept that from being a stoppage. And if you're gonna have any criticism on Ian Machado, Gary, uh, I guess there's two you could have. The middle finger after the fight, not necessary. Necessary in between rounds. Completely get it, right? Like yep. Magny said, some shit to him. Like, all right, hey, hey, bro, we're coming out for round three. It's good. Um, after the fight, like you just beat the shit out of this guy for 15 minutes. You embarrassed him, as as you said, you. It justice yeah, was yeah. served right and called him a scumbag <laughs> is, once again disrespectful yeah. um but any criticism like he didn't finish the fight but that has one i think it was kind of smart not to not finish a fight but to like have the wherewithal of like well i'm not just going to like blindly go in there and, and try to get him out of there because Magny's not easy to get out of there but then like the the ability to impose that game plan to see it from the start of I'm just gonna uh, he saw something right I'm gonna mm-hmm. kick this guy's leg out and then to follow through and just let it go not force the finish wise beyond his years from Ian Machado Gary from a game plan and sticking to its standpoint Aljo spoke to it earlier right he didn't stick to his game plan and that was a problem and it cost him the fight really really beautiful work from from Gary.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would have loved to seen him finish just because he had him so hurt, right? Like he had his legs so hurt. Mm-hmm. But like you said, no, Magny's tough. You're not just gonna finish. I mean, most people don't just finish him. There's a reason why he's got the most wins in the welterweight division. Um, but it would have been nice because with the hype that he comes with Ian Machado-Gary, like you're like in these moments, it's nice to get that finish. If you're gonna son mm-hmm. somebody, that's the second best outcome right the 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 first best outcome stop him second one is to dominate he dominated but can we just talk he didn't dominate 30 24 that's wild
0: god those the judging last night and and we'll talk you know throughout the card right like you had first of all it started with fight number one karini silva yeah right she gets a finish in the last second one judge said, nah, fuck it. I'm going to submit my scorecard anyways. So submitted a 10-9 scorecard before the round finished.
1: So See, shame, shame on you. Well, I'm surprised you're bringing that up because you're an MMA fan, but you know that you still got to submit a scorecard, man. <laughs> like you still got to submit one, even if the round ends. Come on. Come on, Jared. Yeah, You know like, this.
0: Jesus. The- and then that same judge goes and gives a 30-27 to Mario Batista in the demond Blackshear fight. No, just no, like there, there's no way that Batista won the first round. I I don't know in what world he wins that first round. And then this fight, you had 30, 24 and Ian Machado, Gary beat the shit out of Neil Magny. I'm not taking that away.
1: But he didn't 10-8 him three times. No, I, I don't agree with that either. 30-24 is insane. It's it's funny because you and I, it's like we were racing last night at text who could like, like make a note <laughs> yeah. like 30-24 is wild fastest. But I was actually thinking to myself, like, what's the the biggest gap we've seen? This didn't feel like a thirty twenty four. Now, this felt, and, and I'll be honest with you, I'll be honest with you, if this was 10-9s across the board, I'd be like, I'm fine with that too. You know, I'm like, I don't, 10-8's cool. Like, whatever. But 10-8, 10-8, 10-8? 3024 it's not fucking boxing
0: like a knockdown uh oh, 108 <laughs> like that that's not what it is it is one of the issues that arises with events happening in different places yep. right because they are boxing commissions and if you're a state where there's not a ton of big MMA fights going on all the time you're you're going to see it in the judging uh be interesting to see uh if it is also a symptom of COVID from the standpoint of like they haven't been there in a long time. Yep. Right. So uh, like how much experience are these judges getting that, but to yep. the fact that so much rides on this and we can talk about pay structure, you know, another time, but to have things like this going on, at least in this instance, the right thing happened.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Like Ian Machado, Gary won the fight. DeMond Blackshear, did not get his win bonus because of yeah. judging, yep. right? At least maybe 29, 28, Batista. I didn't see it that way. I thought it was 29, 28, uh, Blackshear. I agree with that. And when they said 30, 27, I was like, oh, okay, so Blackshear won. Like, blows my mind. Something needs to be done. But well, I think changes are are coming, right? Like, we talk about it a lot, and I, I don't mean to get too sidetracked here, uh, we'll we'll get back to Ian Machado, Gary, in a second. But they have made some rule changes recently, Ooh. and so very happy about that. That you know, because we talk about it every week, whether it's judging, whether it's uh, rules, like things need to change, and they have made two big changes to the to things that can affect a fight. All right, where are they? Right, that can impact the finish of a fight. Where eye pokes. So now, if somebody gets poked in the eye, instead of the doctor sprinting into the cage, shining a light in their eye, and be like, "Hey, can you see?" <laughs> like that. That's that's not happening anymore. They have sixty seconds to ninety seconds to put a cold compress on the eye, to, and right off the bat, try to get swelling down. Okay, great. Yeah, love it. Then from there, they have five minutes before a decision needs to be made if the fight can continue. Mm. And unless the fighter says, "I can see," I'm ready to go. The the doctor has to give them about four minutes before asking can you see so now they have a minute to bring swelling down and time to like blink it out and kind of gather themselves before lights getting shine in their eyes asking if they can continue
1: so i get my 90 seconds swelling and then i i can walk around just kind of like get my wits and then four minutes in the the referee will go or the doctor will go can you see right and yes. if, if i don't answer if i'm like Well, give me another minute. I got one more minute. At that Mm five-minute mark, still no contest? Like, is it at that point, it's like no contest? Yeah, like, if you can't continue, you can't continue. But at
0: least uh now they're trying to get it to a point where, like, obviously you got poked in the eye. You're not going to be the same as you were before that. But, like, this is something that was a foul. We want to try to give you every opportunity possible to allow this fight to continue.
1: And I, I love that because I've poked myself in the eye before and I'm like, I can be out for 30 minutes where I'm just like, I can't fucking see, right? To have that light like, shining. Like your, for fun? <laughs> no, poking no, no, yourself I'm in the eye? On accident, man. <laughs> um, but like to have a light shine in your eye immediately is wild, dude. Like I have really <laughs> sensitive eyes. So like even when I go to the doctor and they're just doing the light test, it's like, I can't even hold my eyes open. Imagine <laughs> getting like some of those knuckle deep ones. But yeah. I will be interested in seeing like on the the rare occasion we see someone get hit in the eye. They think it's an eye poke. The referee stops because it looks like it, but then the replay shows like it's not. Do you just stop the cold compress? Do you make the fighter fight right then? Or like those types of things. I love this rule because eye pokes are one of the big ones, right? Eye pokes are one of the ones that's like, you know, the John Jones thing. People used to complain all the time. He has his fingers out. It changes fights. Um, and they don't take points. I know, man. I know. No. Yeah. But I yeah, mean- i Good, good that is a very change. good
0: point. I, I am really interested to see the first time where it's like, no, 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 no. That was all knuckle. Like, nope. Get it back. Interested to see how that'll play out. And then the other one, in the spirit of trying to let fights continue, uh, if you get a cut from like a clash of heads or an illegal strike, they're gonna give you five minutes. And they're gonna let the cut man into the cage to tend to that wound. Oh, that's fucking so
1: instead, huge.
0: That's huge. huge. Instead of having to wait until in between rounds because if you get cut in the first 30 seconds right from from an illegal strike they're gonna let them tend to that cut right away so i mean if you're busted up otherwise they can't touch those cuts so <laughs> bleed away yeah. uh, but at least the one that occurred because of something that was illegal they're gonna be like no no let's do everything we can to try to stop the bleeding and let this fight continue as it should so glad that they're making those changes right like this is something as the sport gets bigger you have to try to figure out ways to do it and let's not act like this is an altruistic you know for the good of it like this has to do with money too you know if people you tune into a pay-per-view and the the main event gets called because of an eye poke or or a cut like that's that's bad business well you know so Glad well, this is happening.
1: And, and what I also like to see, and now I'm just being speculative. It's like, <laughs> do they let the fighter sit down on a on a like, let's say, uh, fighter mm. A gets legally headbutted, butted. Do, do they let him sit down? Um, do they let him because because then it's a gamesmanship. So that was like, actually, my eye poke. I'm good after after the first minute. But let mm-hmm. me get my fight. Let me get my let me get my breath back. You know, I think
0: it would be more so not necessarily with the eye poke, but with the cut. I'd be interested in that because, I mean, if you know if your cut man's five six yeah like how,
1: how's he working on S- cyril gone well don't talk about a short kings like that my man
0: uh, i'm like, just saying do like that. you know let's uh let's set him up for for success not <laughs> ridicule on the internet as he's like <laughs> reaching trying <laughs> to try they bring in a step stool for him to work on somebody's face you know i don't you think know?
1: no nonsense keith peter someone like this conversation right now man I mean, sort you key, know what sort i liked key. about no nonsense last night my man
0: had the flavor saver oh, going, a little
1: patch no nonsense he's in a new sea yeah, <laughs> i've been in a while man. <laughs> you know?
0: uh, so back uh, so back
1: and, to e machado uh, gary <laughs> i was about to say, bring this back on
0: track um img did call out wonder boy yeah uh, after the fight you know and and i think i am so impressed with him from a career management standpoint after he beat D Rod, he said, I want five more fights. After he just had this, this win over Magny he said, I want four more fights before the title. Great call out of Wonder Boy because ultimately you know it would be a striking match. Mm-hmm. Right. Like Wonder Boy is not going to try to take you down. So you can, in the background, still be working on your grappling, right? During camp, you can still be working on your grappling, getting better there while knowing that there's not going to be major grappling consequences in your next fight. Now, apparently they asked, wonder boy uh dana white said that they presented him the fight and he turned it down immediately
1: and and so how i feel about wonder boy don't owe them shit last fight you guys didn't even pay me for some of guy you know so now you want me to do your favor i'm 40 years old this guy's 25 years old trying to make a name off of me you guys want me to do your favor i don't mind it i would like to know his reasoning though right just like what what, what goes into it to be like no nah, i'm not good i'm good with that fight
0: yeah no i'm gonna put my tin tin foil hat on here do it do you think they say hey you take that fight, and we will pay for the last one.
1: Oh, I mean, if that's the case, yeah. If, I mean, I'm I'm taking it because I'm getting double pay for a person that you know. I might I might still uh, Wonder Boy is the unique puzzle in the stand up game, right? <laughs> um But I don't know any indication that they would do that for Wonder Boy, Again. right? Like if the if Wonder Boy was the nicest guy on earth, and you didn't want to pay him, and you you publicly kind of like you know, well, we yeah, offered him another fight, and he didn't want to do it. It's like he's 40 man he's not this 25 year old young person or 30 year he's 40 you know like yeah. i I only, I only might have 3 4 fights left in me i don't know i want to see yeah, the I fight the, though
0: oh yeah like you know it's it's the fight that that i mean anytime any striker on the way up you're like oh i want to see him fight wonderboy yeah <laughs> you know like like that's just the nature of it the uh i think the other way that they could get wonderboy to agree is if they put uh img above him in the rankings i think that's one way to say hey like you you know he's now this guy is in in the way of you getting to the title i think that, that that's another way to do it they have said that they by when i'm saying they dana white said he wants to get ian machado gary on the madison square garden card he said it's gonna happen they asked uh img and he said no the taxes are too high i don't have to pay uh so We'll see. I'm sure they'll they'll make it worth his while if because Dana White seemed pretty dead set on getting him on that card. Fun matchups. Do you rebook Jeff Neal? It sounded like Iman does not want that fight. Yeah, and He said when that, I put his mugshot on my t-shirt, I beat him. Said I had one camp and got two victories. Jeez, <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's, he's the special. man's good on the mic. He's special yeah.
1: on the mic, man. Yeah, he's
0: he definitely has that like star yeah. quality to him. Um You know, there's there's a few out there. Do do you have him fight a a Vicente Luque? Because I think, you know, Luque coming off of a win, now it's a name for Ian Machado Gary if he wants to keep his plan of four fights before the title. Like, that's beating Luque doesn't get you a title shot. Like, it's that next smart progression. Dana White also talked about there's Madison Square Garden, and then you can have Ian Machado Gary fight in Dublin. So I, you know, like that's one mm, mm, where mm. he gets that win over Luke. It's kind of building the star power, and then, you know, let let's get him over in Europe. I think the the fight that would be amazing for that is there is a a free agent out there who is very similar to Wonder Boy Ooh. in uh, in skill set <laughs> uh, in Michael Venom Page. Uh, if that could be, if they can sign MVP <sighs> and that's his UFC debut is against Ian Machado Gary in ireland like we're not ready you know, for we, that man we're not
1: ready for that oh
0: man <laughs> you want to talk about blowing the roof off and then you put like a patty Pimblet on the
1: card like yeah. that uh and and i mean if you're talking dublin there's there is a world where you're like okay is there a connor on the card right just to bring that extra face but i i mean you you just beat me you just beat me mvp's <laughs> the one but i wasn't here yeah. to say like a fun fight would be versus him versus kevin holland they both are going to talk shit they're breaking bringing the eyes but mvp so honestly and this is no shade to Wonder Boy. I would rather see Machado Gary versus MVP. Just like for that matchup, oh MVP would be so good. Please bring him over.
0: I, I was gonna say I want to see it just because that then means MVP is in the UFC. One hundred, right? and, like,
1: and then we get to see MVP <laughs> versus Steven. And I promise you, if Wonder Boy's turning down fights right now, he's not turning down that fight. No way in hell. No way. In yeah, hell. like yeah, that's just the ultimate for somebody who's
0: like a lifelong karate yes.
1: guy. Yeah, you know, like that's the
0: ultimate showcase of karate in in the ufc yeah mvp's
1: but, a good one man especially like yeah. because he does have to have those wins before he gets into the you know um some of these grapplers because i mean he 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 taught that shit about colby too like i'm i'm gonna so mm-hmm. oh man machado gary last night in a in a card where sean o'malley did what he had to do before that E machado gary really did what he had to do right he really did it yeah
0: yeah, I mean, has has that superstar quality yep. to him. Somebody who should be a superstar probably is uh, in other parts of the world, but Zhang Wei Li mm. is a she's an animal, and I mean that in the best possible way. Yeah. Like the with her new approach to fighting, because she used to just be like, a, "I'm a tank, and let's get into firefights. I'm a fuck you up kind of mentality." with her new approach of yeah i'm going to grapple you first it's it's terrifying Dude, it was... like she's so strong her control is awesome her ground and pound is does not look comfortable mm-hmm. right like that looks very painful it's scary if now you have to worry about defending the takedown yeah. against her right and then if you're worried about the takedown oh yeah she also drops Hammers,
1: dude, standing up, dude. She, she, we used to use the term bulldog for Jessica Andrade. The bulldog thing for women's MMA right now is Whaley. She is a bulldog. Um, mm-hmm. you know, she in the first round got her in the dars. I didn't think that she was gonna end, it, but like even with that, she was getting herself in position, and then she just goes back to damage. She, Whaley doesn't stop, man. If you're gonna fight her, you have to know that if the if the fight doesn't get stopped for five rounds. You're going to have to fight somebody for five rounds and you better get your cardio game up. She last night was very like, oh, she's a champion for a reason. And I don't know right now if she fought like she did last night, who's going to beat her if she fights like she did last night.
0: Yeah, I I don't know because Lemo shuts people off and she cracked her square.
1: Mm.
0: Cool. (laughs) Cool. You know, just going to walk through that and when you look at the next challenger somebody like a uh, Tatiana Suarez yeah but there's the grappling yeah but now with that Way Lee's got this grappling mm-hmm. i don't like Tatiana standing against her no. that that's not good for her longevity <laughs> right and then like but ultimately the one that has to happen and it has to happen in china whether it's the main event of a pay-per-view co-main of a pay-per-view wh- whatever it needs to be her
1: uh and Yan Shonan uh, oh. has has to happen in China. It has to. Yeah, yes, <laughs> it, it has to. That that fight. So sometimes we forget. Like it's in America, you know, whatever's big, and and Whaley might not. But in China, she's huge. Um, you actually gave me a stat, um, last night about I don't know her PR team or something. What was that
0: stat? Yeah, one point 9- nine billion interactions uh while she was fighting on social media.
1: Dude, she's huge. And in China they are just Ch- sorry, China, they're just going to bring those numbers. You get those two women in a cage together. Oh. Oh. Yes. It's huge. Yeah, the the only thing
0: though for pay-per-view and it's uh I almost hate to have to say it, but having women's 115 title fight as the main event mm-hmm. on a pay-per-view, I don't know how well that sells. Yeah. And right. I mean I'll buy it. (laughs) Like, don't don't get me wrong. Uh, But for like casual fans, I think that might be difficult. I don't know if they go the way of putting on like a really big fight night over there with her as the main event, or if they do something where they're trying to get other fighters from the region or other fighters that are popular in China on the card. You know, I know Izzy talks about being popular in China. Like, you know, do you try to get him on the card as well uh, but either way, I need to see that fight. Like that, that is 100% a fight that it, it's the one that makes sense. I don't think Tatiana Suarez makes sense for, you know, even though people are saying it, it does. She's had one fight at 115 in four and a half yep. years, and it was against Andraj, who was highly ranked. But let's be real, there are other fighters out there, including Jan Shonan. Uh, but then. Like I'd rather see uh, Tatiana Suarez fight Vina Janjadoba. You know Mackenzie Dern is on the come up. Like like there's there's fights that that I think
1: Tatiana Suarez needs to have before well, a title Well, fight. you just brought up Mackenzie Dern, but didn't they announce last night? Didn't they announce you know, something? <laughs> yeah, when they had her on screen, they
0: showed they said she was fighting Jessica Andrade at UFC 295, which has not been announced.
1: Weird, right? It doesn't make weird. any
0: sense from. For either one of their, I mean, I guess for Mackenzie Dern, it's a name, but like ultimately, that's not a a test of your skill set. Mm. We've seen Andraj just get dominated on the ground recently, so I think it doesn't do anything for Dern and for Andraj. Like she's at that point in her career where she needs to make a decision of like just fighting McKen one stylistically fighting Mackenzie Dern is not great for her. No, and two, what is it? What is beating somebody below you in the rankings do? Would make any.
1: Puts her back on the win column. Yeah, she does but that's it.
0: But that. I mean, I think there's other people out there that she should be fighting that could potentially get her back in I the win column. I
1: don't disagree. I'm just saying the only thing with the McKenzie Dern is like if you win, you're back winning, right? Because you haven't won. Yeah. Have, what? She's on a three fight losing streak. What is it? Um, well, let's
0: see here. When her last victory she lost to Suarez, Jan Shonan, and Blanchfield. Now the Blanchfield fight was at 125. She did beat Lauren Murphy yeah. at 125. So she's on
1: a three-fight losing streak. It, it does give yeah. you a win if you think, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put my money on on Jaraj in the fight against Mackenzie Dern right now. No, especially, especially with the
0: violence Dern has shown <laughs> in her last fight,
1: especially against someone that we're a fan of. I mean, she looked, she looked like she had to prove a point. Now, if if it's a one-time-only thing, okay. But if it's a new Mackenzie Dern, I mean, we're gonna see her. We're gonna see her in some exciting fights. So yeah, um, Lee, all props to her. She's she's just someone Dumb, that man. just seems so nice and kind that you want to be a fan of her. There's no I, the the only issue that she has is she's you know uh-huh. she's in a women's strawweight where her next fight, title fight, could theoretically be on a fight night because we're seeing it up next with Shevchenko-Grasso where they're willing to put a women's title fight on a fight night. So that's the one thing that might hurt her with pay-per-views if they want to do in China. If not, she's on another co-main event to a, a, a higher weight um, Yeah, title fight. Yeah. However, they did
0: ask her in the post-fight press conference who she wanted to fight next. Mm-hmm. She called out the Sugar Show.
1: Oh, I mean, that's <laughs> who I'm calling out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to see that yeah. stare down. Yeah, and, and like... Hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, like...
0: Waylee's personality starting to come out a little more and it's like fun fun to watch you know as at the talked about on the F update her you know saying in English and still at at the weigh-ins yeah like she's starting to get that crossover appeal which Anytime you have somebody that dominant is really cool to see. Uh, and shame on the judge that gave round four to Amanda Lemos.
1: How, man, how? I, I understand that maybe you're just like, okay, she's just getting whooped. And, hey, she hit her. We'll give her this round. But well, it was a better
0: round for her. Yeah, like She didn't get the shit beat out of her for five minutes. We'll give it to her. Yeah. It was, and that was Lemosher's best round. Don't sure, get me wrong. She, sure. she touched her.
1: They, they were impactful strikes. I don't think she won the round. Neither did the other two judges. She, she. It was her best round. She still lost. It, it's okay to lose mm-hmm. your best round, but what? I mean, here the decision went the correct way. We're cool, but yeah, I, I don't. I think she. I think she clean sweeped Lamoch last night. Yeah, agree. Uh, and then. Speaking
0: of clean sweeps, we had two 30 27s for old Cheeto against the young Punisher. Think we need to retire that nickname, <laughs> not the Punisher part, uh, but my man is, I believe, 35 or 36. Okay. You know, young in my eyes, not in the eyes of most. Uh, you know, even Josh Barnett retired the baby faced assassin <laughs> and became the War Master. So, uh, yeah, maybe just the Punisher. I don't know. Maybe there's something else cool floating out there for him from a nickname <laughs> standpoint. Uh, but good fight, much more competitive in my eyes than a thirty twenty-seven.
1: I I agree. I think. uh I mean, we we talked about it last night, and you know, uh, I I wasn't gonna agree or disagree, but I felt like round two was definitely Pedro Munoz. I, I didn't feel, I, round three Cheeto hands down. If anybody has Cheeto losing right. round three, you 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 must be your name must be Steve, and you're um, a judge from last night because there's no way <laughs> yeah, you yeah. saw that any other way. Uh, round two, I thought Munoz. If you want to argue round one for Cheeto, but Overall, mm, like when we were talking about it last night, I'm like, God, I don't know if Cheeto won. I want him to win. Yeah. It felt like he did, but you made a really good point. I mean, those jabs, Cheeto has that that different type of power and damage, and it looks like Pager was in a fight and Cheeto wasn't, so it makes a difference.
0: Yeah, I, the in a day and age where damage is the criteria, right? Like that is the number one thing they're looking for. Cheeto has a superpower. Yep. Right? He does not get marked up. I mean, Pedro Munoz hit him clean. And now, granted, Cheeto is very defensively sound, doesn't get hit clean very often, definitely rolls with punches very well, gets his guard up, does a great job of that. But he gets hit clean and his face does not mark up. And, I mean, shit, Rob Font, who has arguably the best jab in, in the Bantamweight division, Jabbed the shit out of Cheeto's face, and Rob Font looked like he was in a fight. Cheeto didn't at all, and uh, I think that's exactly what happened here. Rew- I rewatched round two uh, this morning because last night when we were talking, I I thought Cheeto won round two, and part of that had to do with the damage starting to show on Munoz's face. But I rewatched, and I was like, ah, like actually, Munoz got the better of that round. But the optic at the end of it is one guy looks. Like he might have just rolled out of bed, right? Might have just had a nice little breakfast, and <laughs> his face is fine, and the other guy's nose is beat to shit. And
1: so go ahead. I, I no, I, I, agree with you. Um, and and to be fair to Cheeto, like one thing, I'm I'm a Cheeto fan. I love his interviews. I love his personality. I love his fighting style. Every round, he is significant strikes. First round, Cheeto over Munoz, 39 to 38. Second round, 49 to 45. Third round, 53 to 30. So he is out striking for significant strikes. Okay, fine. He's winning that round. It just felt that certain way. But mm-hmm. one thing about Cheeto, being a fan of Cheeto, it's like, God, he starts slow. You watch these fights like Dominic Cruz and you watch Frankie Egger where you're almost losing. But it's like as the fight goes on, he become stronger and stronger. He looked faster in the third round. He looked stronger. He looked crisper. He just has this thing where it's like, if he can do that in the first round, he is that that's where you're going to see him fighting for multiple championships. Right.
0: Yeah. And, and this one, this fight, he did, he started a little sooner. Yeah. Right. Like by the end of the first round, it it started happening. Uh, Actually, the only other fight where, where he really kind of came out, uh, with a little more urgency was the Sean O'Malley yep. fight. Talking shit. Right. And that's so, what happens when someone's yeah. talking shit to you. Yeah. And so like I do wonder because it seems you know that's the fight O'Malley wants, if that is the the fight that happens, which if I'm Cheeto, like hey he said he wants it. <laughs> like like <laughs> yeah, let's <right>. do it. <laughs> but, but he said no, so, no take backs. Um you know I I think that we might see a different Cheeto in that fight. and mm-hmm. him, him coming out a little more uh aggressive but who who knows you know and, and i think that is the kind of the the roll of the dice the gamble if you are the ufc is you know hey you gave him that shot against Hagen where everyone expected it to be this like really high level technical striking match and it didn't really happen yep. you know uh cheeto seemed just kind of not there a Donald Cerrone type moment where it's just like, Hey, it's not happening. Mm. And so, yeah, I, there's some risk with that, but I think if, if I'm Cheeto, yes, give me that fight. You know, that's the only fight that matters. Uh, if that fight doesn't happen, you know, maybe, maybe yawn, uh or the fight that was supposed to happen here with uh, Henry Cejudo. Yeah. I, I would watch that because I think Cejudo's pressure Yes he's gonna make Cheeto fight mm-hmm. right, and if you're Cheeto and you beat Cejudo, you're like that's undeniable,
1: and Cheeto, without me, this is just me pure speculation he's got to tower over Sehudo, right he's gotta just be taller, but even with even with your your comment about Cheeto when he fought San Hagen, San Hagen just did that to someone else, so maybe just San Hagen has some his superpowers to shut you down, but yeah. him versus O'Malley Cheeto versus o'Malley um. Yeah, like I, like I said, if I'm Cheeto, I'm like, give me that fight, and there's no reason why you why you don't have it. Uh, yeah. But O'Malley's, O'Malley's at a position he can call shots, so I'm like, mm-hmm. this might be my one and only shot at a belt. I'm taking it. I'm taking yeah. it, and... What's the, what do you think Cheeto's gonna do first? He's gonna kick him in the calf. You know the first kick is gonna oh, be a yeah. calf kick, right? Just to test it, just to see what happens. Yeah. That would be a fun fight. The, the lead up would be great because O'Malley will be saying the whole time, "I didn't lose," and <laughs> Cheeto will be like, "Yes, you did," and that's that's yeah. the marketing. The marketing is already in. And I'm a fan of Cheeto in front of O'Malley. Let's do it. Let's do it, baby. Yeah. It'd be
0: fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: it'd be a ton
0: of fun. Uh, talking about some fun fights. The Brad Katona Cody Gibson. Uh, we didn't talk about the the tough finale. We haven't talked about tough at all uh, so far on the podcast, just because like it's not that interesting. Yeah. The, the drama, like, cool, you know. And ultimately, like these, a lot of these fights, actually, all basically all of them were the uh, there were UFC veterans right. Right? going against prospects, which was fucked up. Uh, but <laughs> so the,
1: rude, dude. yeah, right. I mean, like they
0: were getting dominated. It was yeah. so sad to see. Yeah. Uh, but the. You know, these people were already in the UFC and kind of showed that they couldn't couldn't do it. Uh, but the fight between Brad Katona and Cody Gibson, I hate to make the comparison because everyone's done it, you know, since the fight happened. But Forrest Griffin, Stephen Bonner, it was like just here's two guys that know this is their opportunity because they'd been in the UFC before and they hadn't won in the UFC. Brad Katona was 0-2. Now, granted, his in retrospect, one of those losses was to Marab, yep. you know, so, and he has wins over Thug Nasty and... Uh, kyler phillips from the show but ultimately went 0 and two in the ufc uh and then cody gibson was 0 and four in the ufc yep. but both these guys absolutely put it on the line cody gibson a teacher the guy is teaching like actively in a middle school i believe a middle school or high school while fighting and there was a really uh, cool thing on social media I saw this week, and as a former teacher, they uh, his students were like holding up signs, That's you cool. know, like, go get him, Mr. Gibson! Cool. <laughs> you know, which is, yeah, really, really cool. Um, the the back and forth, and, and ultimately the better fighter one, right? Like, I think Katona has a, a much higher ceiling than Gibson, but there's a place in the UFC for fighters like Gibson that are just like, fuck it, I'm going out on my shield. Yep. You know, and, and they both these guys got fight of the night, you know, fifty grand each. Awesome to see. They deserve. it. And then, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like this, that fight got people to tune in. Right? Yeah. Like I would love to see the statistics on yeah. that, but uh, amazing fight. But also, post fight, Dana White did say, "Yeah, Gibson's getting another shot. Like let's let's give him another fight."
1: And in a world, if if we heard, "Nah, we're not gonna give it to Cody Gibson," everybody would be like, well, "How? How? You know, like." Like you have, that fight was amazing. And then like he gets cracked, his eye gets his eye gets damaged, and and you think I, I thought I was like oh it's over now. Like I just really thought he was wobbled and hurt. And then he kept coming back. You're like way to end this. Wait, especially after the the fight before. We're not even gonna talk about the Mirror Sharp fight. It mm-hmm. was just not not the most exciting fight. And then these guys come on. You're like oh I'm I'm back in it. I'm back in like what a fight. And then you know Katona. He just looked excited. He looked happy. He looked relieved. You know like he's yeah. getting his contract. It was a good moment. Well,
0: I'm sure he was very relieved because he's very salty, apparently. Like, after uh, getting cut from the UFC after going 0 2, he kept a list of the current bantamweight fighters that he thought he was better than that he should be in the UFC over. Hilarious. And, and he said, it, and it was a long list. <laughs> that's
1: fucking, that's so money. That's, see, that's the type of shit that, like, that makes people more of a fan because that's how. Because yes. we all have done that mentally in our head before, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how is this person getting their raise before me, right, or a promotion? So that's hilarious, and it's a real moment, right? Because he yes. probably literally did this, and the only oh, thing, yeah. only thing he can do better now is if he like posts a picture of it and just like, this is the yeah. list, right? Because then it's yep. everybody that he thinks he's better than he can challenge all those people.
0: I was just saying, then straight shots fired <laughs> and, and, and at all of
1: those people. Good for him. That's hilarious. Yeah. That is fucking funny, man.
0: Yeah. And then the the lightweight uh, tough finale, Kurt Holobow versus Austin Hubbard. Not as exciting as that other fight. Like, hey, tough act to follow. Good luck, guys. Uh, but did want to bring it up because Holobow had just a beautiful display of jiu jitsu. Like that transition, like, first of all, dropped him right with with the right hand. And then started doing the little things that made Hubbard be like, oh, shit, I got to get up. And it was in those little moments where, boom, goes to the armbar. Armbar's not there. Boom, goes to the triangle. Just those smooth transitions. I love that. Like, that's the stuff on the ground that I think if you're not – if that doesn't excite you, even as, like, a casual fan, just stop watching MMA. Like, Mm -hmm. you only want to see knockouts go watch slap fighting or or something, you know, because, like, that is – the technique the timing it it's beauty yeah, in it really my is. eyes that is beautiful um something that was not so beautiful uh was the barrage of elbows from robocop to uh dennis to maybe one or five hit the back <laughs> of his head um for sure one
1: at least for sure one. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. And like, that was the one where you saw uh kind of like go limp. And I hate seeing that. And the reason for that is that first one, which was illegal, they should have at least stopped it. Okay. If you're not going to take a point, which I think they should have, if you're not, you stop it and stand it up because ultimately Tallulah just took a shit ton of damage, like could impact not just his career, but his life as a result of that not getting stood up from an illegal strike. And if if I'm a fighter in the UFC at this point, I'm like, well, I know they'll give me one. Yeah. Right? So like why not just absolute brutal as hard as I can get my one cuz they're not going to do anything about
1: it. Well, and and kind of to this point, like we've seen in the past like this one was like it, it felt more brutal we have a guy giving his mm. full but in the past we've seen like, you hit him in the back of the head stop they're not stopping the fights right so so you just brought up two rule changes that are super beneficial to the person that had the illegal strike happen but we've seen in the past where someone gets hit in the back of the head and it's just like a verbal thing like action continues Um. so I'm, I'm kind of on the side of like I don't want to shit on the referee because maybe he just wasn't in a good position maybe there's some education but to your point, man, like I do at least get one because I've I've heard so many times people not say it's not like, like breaking action, you hit him in the back of the head, let's stop with a position. Unless it's an advantage position, you just like swing in the back. Mm-hmm. So I do get one. The, your point isn't not false. Uh, isn't it not true? I get one, but that one could be the thing that stops this person from their equilibrium or just puts them out cold. It's it's dangerous, man. Yeah. I,
0: the in. Like let's not live in a black and white world, right? Yeah. Like it, there is nuance to it. If you know somebody's turtled up and you're kind of, you know, you're trying to punch the ear and they're moving their head and you hit the back of the head. Yeah, cool. Warning, right? Yeah. Like, hey, you know, just be in control of your weapons. But having back mount and just dropping an elbow into the back of someone's head, like not not cool. Not cool, <laughs> you know, like that is like serious long term uh potential the ramifications of that and it, it's it's sad to see but awesome for robocop right like he got the win he was violent um fun to see but ultimately like if those are going to be the rules like let's enforce it um, i'm starting in, in my old age starting to get more with you know some of the the talking heads out there that are like oh yeah any foul just take a point like at very least take a position Take a point, because then you are going to see people actually care about it. Because how many times have we seen, and this is just a positional thing, you know, people getting taken down and just grab the fence. Yep. It's like, hey, don't grab the fence. Yeah. Like, well, that just change the whole fight? And and this one, far worse because you have somebody uh, receiving <laughs> severe, severe head trauma.
1: Actually, I've never, uh, and if if we've talked about it. Apologize for not paying attention to you in our in our phone conversations, but um, <laughs> I've never really heard you say about the you know just take a point. I almost would agree with you, except for the black and white thing that you just said. Some things mm-hmm. are gray, where it's like yeah. let's do let's do egregious things that are because um, like with I Machado Gary last night, you know they they made a point. They were like his arms up there, and he looks like he's using that momentum to pull back in, and it changes the fight. Maybe in terms, I mean, it doesn't seem like no nonsense. He was maybe reflecting on all the flavors that he saved rather than watching the yes. fight. But in those times but back of the head, gotta go. I poke. I mean, if if you told me, hey, they they made a rule change, every eye poke is a point off, I'd be like, okay. I'm not dis I'm not but but in the scramble where it's like, well you mean the back of the head in a scramble, it's like, ah, I lost a point for that. So th- let's make a little gray area for that. But for the egregious ones, yeah, point. Give me a point. Like last night the fight should have been stopped. And It'll be real interesting with RoboCop. Do they overturn this to a no contest? Because that slow motion looked like it was back of the head. I mean, there's almost no denying. If I'm his team, I go, come on. You know, like, yeah, he was yeah. on his... Gr- but if he doesn't hit in the back of the head, maybe he's maybe he makes it out of the round. I don't know.
0: Commissions are notoriously bad, though, for yeah. overturning stuff. For, for sure. You, unless you, there there's has drugs to be involved. S- <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. Unless, unless you're smoking weed, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> there has to be such just like almost like gross negligence for them to overturn anything. So uh, since there is gray area though, to, to kind of further that conversation a little bit, I think great. Then let's get these judges trained yep. up as, or not judges, the refs as much as we possibly can. So that way, if they're brought in front of the commission, well, here's my justification yep. here. Here is why that happened. Here's what, you know, what my thought process was as opposed to like, eh missed it well, <laughs> you well, know
1: like and, and to be fair for a core set of referees that we have i think we do have that i think i think you're herb deans i think you're um uh that one guy that's really i can't think of the names right now goddard yeah goddard i think they are the people that are trying to do that but it's when you have you know maybe a person that's least uh less inexperienced or stuff like that so i think i think anything that elevates the game i'm cool with I'm cool with, but, but last night, one of those, but you said one or five, I'm not going to disagree yeah. one for sure. If you say five, yeah. maybe I'll argue one for sure yeah. was in the back of the head for sure.
0: Yeah. And for sure, for sure. You should go and click that follow like subscribe button, uh, on the podcast listening service that you're listening to right now to listen to this episode. You ain't got to go far. You don't got to change your apps. <laughs> uh, just go click follow. Uh, so that way you get notified when the episodes drop, Uh, usually they are being released a couple hours before we let y'all know about it on X. So you'll be getting them a little early, that nice 6 a.m. morning drive. You'll be able to listen to the episode. And then also Friday night, hanging out with your friends, whatever you're doing. Oh, let's take 10 minutes and listen to the F update. That way uh, you'll know when those come out. And then also just go over to X, follow us at number one BS. Pod that way, you'll see the fight picks. Uh You will see the bar, 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 featured prelim poll, as well as the amazing, amazing live tweets that go on during the fights. And let's take it back to the bar, 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 featured prelim. Uh, um, Chris Weidman, <laughs> don't sound so bars. sad. Man. Well, <laughs> it, it was just like a, I'm torn on the fight, right? Because like yeah. ultimately. There is a moral victory there for Chris Weidman sure. to make it back to the cage, sure. right? To have something that devastating, to have that light at the end of the tunnel, that goal to work towards and then achieve it. Awesome. Great. Great. Love to see that. Yeah. What I don't love to see is somebody where the game has passed them by, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you, you called me about it last night when we were watching the fights, and it's true, right? Like when Weidman broke his leg calf kicks weren't that big yeah right and and they are now and so to see him absorb that damage he tore ligaments in his knee like it, you know he just got beat up and there were glimpses there were glimpses and that's why i'm torn right like when he ate the head kick and then uh he went full uh dustin poirier when he checked the kick and pointed at him you know like it was it was awesome to see there was exchanges where he touched Brad Tavares and it was like, Oh, he, he it still has like it. A hurt.
1: It looked like yes. his hand like he still has power. And they always say the last thing is goes power. But mm-hmm. I always hate I've always disliked Chris Weidman's, like like he it's like he reaches for a punch. So and that still showed, right? So to your point, the game he I, I don't think I don't think that he's gonna be successful at a at a high level in the UFC. I don't Yeah. And yeah, so, what's very bizarre is okay, yeah. The game might have passed him up with leg kicks. His left leg didn't give a shit about checking every right leg. And when he was standing southpaw, every leg kick to his right leg, he checked. It's almost like, it's almost like mentally he's like, I got to protect my right leg, not so much my left. I don't know. It was very weird. It was just yeah. weird to me. Um, Tavares. I, I called you and I said I think Tavares is going to TKO him. I thought there was glimpses that he could. Chris Weidman is Chris Weidman, right? He was a pre- previous champion. I underestimated the skill set that he had, but mm-hmm. his last fight he broke his leg. This fight he's got torn things in his leg. It's it's you're thirty nine. You're thirty nine, yeah. and I, if if your goal is just to get back in the cage, you're not going to make it, right? And I don't think it was. I think his mindset. He said he wanted to get on a title run and beat Adesanya. Yeah. I you know I yeah right but now it's like i don't think you can so if he left the sport go do jujitsu go do yeah. jujitsu right go do something else. yeah he accomplished everything yeah right
0: he knocked out the goat at at the height of it like anderson silva was a fucking superhero yeah he knocked him out i mean unconscious one of the Put most shocking out.
1: things i've ever seen
0: yeah one like legitimately and like ultimate instant karma like oh you you want to clown me crack yep you know Change change Silva's career, mm-hmm. right? From that point on, he was not the same. So you you win a title, you do all these things, right? The helped elevate the Sarah Longo team. Yep. You know, I, right off into the sunset, man. I agree. Uh, you know, because unfortunately, it is a it is a sport where too many people hang around for too long. Don't want to see that for Weidman. You had the victory here, right? Like you got beat up. But you prove to yourself, you prove to everybody, hey, we can come back from this. And, and, and
1: so, I want to I want to say that because I'm not a big fan of Chris Wyman, never really have been. But he did get a victory last night. He didn't get a win. But you know what? It's like, okay, I'm 39. I did what I could do. I tried, and I didn't look bad. He didn't look bad. He just – if you take away the leg kicks, that fight could be different. But why wouldn't – I mean, that's the game. The game is leg kicks, and he just yeah. couldn't keep if
0: up If if you live your whole, something we some we say in football all the time when I was coaching is like if you live your whole life based on the scoreboard, life's gonna gonna be tough. Yep. right. Because you're not gonna win every single time unless it's boxing and you pad your record. But the like ultimately, there are so many things to to learn from and and things victories that can happen that aren't the scoreboard. Right? Aljo talked about it. Yep. Right. Like it, there's so many things that like. He has won in life from this. And, you know, same goes for Chris Weidman. He did get that that victory. You know, he he won last night and proving to himself and everybody he'd come back. I agree. Right off into the sunset.
1: I, that, that's what I would say. Seeing him in the wheelchair with his family, his daughter looked just devastated. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, do you really want to put your kids through this if you... <sighs> As a fighter and an athlete, he's probably not, he's probably thinking, oh, I could have done this one thing better, right? But as as f- the Sierra Longo camp, whatever you think about them, they seem close. They seem like yeah. family to sit down and be like, do you really want to put your family through this? Like, I don't know if you have, you could probably win. I, I, I'll say this he can probably win some fights at 185, but yeah. he's not, I don't think he's winning top 15 fights. No, no, no. Now,
0: and, and it just last, uh, thing from the main card that we had that kind of glossed over a little bit was the Batista-Blackshear fight. Um,
1: I just... Are you, I, I don't get it. Are you not a bigger fan of Blackshear than you were last week? A hundred percent. A hundred percent.
0: His grappling. The, the man can wrestle. He out-wrestled Batista all fight, right? Yeah. Definitely the first two rounds. Steve. <laughs> Fucking Steve,
1: man. Um, yeah, I just... Yeah, same. Uh, yeah, awful, I, I know awful, you're. Awful, disa- I know you're disappointed because yeah. like you want things to be fair, and it felt mm-hmm. like like you said when it said and thirty twenty seven, you're like oh black Shear and you're pretending yeah. you're like okay, well I'll need to rewatch it. It's a fight that I'll need to rewatch, but I mean I I I gained a lot more. Rec- I I my first black Shear fight was last week with the twister. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, I'm gonna watch this kid fight. again. I can't wait for his next fight. Well, I'll fight next yeah. week okay and then seeing this performance you're like so i hopefully the ufc does him right and be like okay you lost but you your game you came in you wanted to make your money you showed up he didn't look weak he didn't look like he looked like what you should do young people should bounce back from like these types of things and he Mm -hmm. looked like it i'm a i'm a huge fan of this kid now and i i mean if he fights next week again please don't but if you did i'd be excited about it you know yeah Yeah. no doubt
0: No. and with excitement the silvas oh the the start to this card got me so excited we highlighted them last week uh we'll start with natalia silva just a master class uh against kgb lee i don't think she took any damage you know maybe some of those leg kicks uh but she hurt her early right there was blood she busted up the <laughs> nose they thought her hand was bleeding i don't know where that was coming from uh, but busted her nose I just beat her up for for 15 minutes you know like machado gary could she have gotten the finish maybe uh but she she just beat up a top 15 fighter and and they talked about it on the broadcast like she's already fought marina rodriguez Mm -hmm. like she fought marina rodriguez at 20 years old right like this woman is she's a problem she's going to be in the top 15 when the rankings come out on tuesday uh proved. You know, she'd had two finishes in the OC. She proved she can go fifteen. She didn't look tired, right? Just kind of kept the pace going the whole time. It was it was a thing of beauty as far as I'm concerned.
1: It'll be a shame if they don't put her in the top fifteen, especially with like um like if she, if she jumps above KGB, cool. You know, if she if she gets to number thirteen and, and you push down Tracy Cortez, who hasn't been active, like she deserves yeah. what she did last night. Last night was if you're going to fight a top 15, you know, we talk about it. Bo is going to be someone that soon is going to be t- fighting that top 15. You better show your moment. You can't show a better moment. Like you said, barely any damage with maybe some leg kicks, but it wasn't like leg kick damage in terms of like, okay, you hit me, but I, there was no point in that fight where you're like, oh, here goes. It was it was domination.
0: Yeah. Yeah. dominated start to finish uh, with finishes, quick finishes, Carini Silva holy
1: one shit. second left
0: uh, yeah one she has three first round submissions in the ufc and two of those have occurred in the last five seconds of the
1: first round I'd love to
0: see um it. apparently my man steve the judge <laughs> steve. Uh, thought that the, yeah thought the round was over submitting a scorecard when there was a finish
1: to not Do pay better, attention steve. just just Yeah, If you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, it's one second left. Oh, I didn't know it was done. I didn't know it was done, so I submitted it. Pay attention. It's your job.
0: Well, in like the last 20 seconds, she's hunting up the submission. I know. So, like, it's not done. Yeah. That's somebody not fully, either not engaged, not knowing what they're looking. Whatever it was, it was not good. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: I know that much. Uh, But good on Karini Silva. She got back this loss. She had lost to Marina uh, Moroz by Armbar in 2014. Karini's going full Shavka. Yeah. She's got 17 wins all by finish, which in women's MMA is not the norm. For For her to be able to do that, eight KOTKOs, nine submissions. Bump somebody out of the top 15 to put her in there, too. Because, I mean, this is impressive what she's doing. She actually looks smaller than Maro's, which I was surprised by, because I think Karini Silva is huge. But when it came down to the actual strength, I mean, she looked strong that guillotine
1: her. that guillotine was no joke dude mm. no joke I mean she she deserves to be in the top 15 as well obviously not above Natalia Natalia just beat someone that you know right but yeah. yeah These these two women are going to be women that hopefully kind of stay away from each other and then later yeah. on in life come together and fight oh man
0: Well, hopefully they will be near each other because they both want to be on the Sao Paulo card November 5th. So not necessarily fighting each other, but put them on the same card again. Uh, I could stand to watch them fight again in three months. Yes, please. Yeah, me too. Sign me up. Me too. The flyweight division in women's MMA, is they've done such a good job of just cultivating top to bottom, right? You have a new champ. You have one of the best fighters, period, Man or woman yep. in Shevchenko, right? You have two up-and-comers in Manon Firo and Aaron Blanchfield that are knocking on the door for a title fight, and we get to see Blanchfield fight next week. Yep. You got Tyler Santos, who Blanchfield is fighting next week, mm-hmm. who did pretty damn well against Shevchenko when they fought. Yep, And then, oh, yeah, we got Thug Rose coming to fight Manon Firo in a couple weeks. And then let's just throw in King Casey, Natalia Silva, Karini Silva, Tracy Cortez, who hasn't fought in a while, who has looked phenomenal when she has fought like that. Oh, yeah. And Macy Barber, Barber, right? Like this division. Awesome. They did. They have done such a great job of just building it up. It's a lot. We talked about it before. It's a lot like 170 on the men's side right now of just established exciting new people, exciting young people, like let's let's fucking go. And and
1: honestly, Grosso beating Shevchenko is really going to shape the division as well because then you don't have Shevchenko who is, you know, just this undefeated, you know, like no one can beat her type thing. Grosso makes it. Not saying that Grosso will win. Shevchenko seems like this like hyper uh, I lost, I'm going to I'm going to get that one back. But if she doesn't, this division's wide open for all those people they just said. It's 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 the best female division right now. However, I will say right now, Way Lee Li seems like the strongest women's champion at the moment. I mean, I know, <clears throat> excuse me, women's band of weight doesn't have a champion, but Way yeah. Lee just seems like an established strong champion. So yeah, flyweight division for women's is in fucking sane. insane. Insane. Yeah,
0: just just competitive. And then going in from like this amazing pay-per-view right where we kind of knew everybody on the card just aw- awesome awesome fights we're going into a a fight night card in singapore so we got uh prelims to go with your your breakfast in the morning some coffee eggs and fights uh because those are starting at 5 30 a.m with the main card starting at eight yeah it's gonna be a long day <laughs> um but as a getting ready for these cards because like we're gonna watch them we do a podcast that's what we do yeah. uh, but at looking through the cards i'm I'm trying to figure out like what am i looking for during this card on some of these fight nights i'm looking and i'm like i don't know most of these people you know i've seen them fight but don't really know them and start going through like oh, okay this person's undefeated let me see how they've won let me start watching some fights and and get into you know, what's going to be interesting, what's going to be exciting coming up for this, this card. And when I was doing that this, this week, there was one in particular that just jumped out, look at the record seven and oh, right. And that's Rinya Nakamura. He's fighting Fernie Garcia at Bantamweight on the main card uh, was a winner of the road to the UFC, which is kind of like a similar to the ultimate fighter, but they're not like back-to-back fights. They're like spread out over time. It's a tournament. uh, And it's, uh, takes place over in Asia, mm. so it's predominantly Asian fighters. Uh, but he won the tournament uh, on the first road to the UFC, 7 and five KO-TKOs, one submission. And the man is a world-class wrestler. Mm. And, and I don't mean like, hey, he's a D2 national champion. No, 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 no. He was preparing for the Tokyo Olympics, lost in the trials to a, another wrestler out of Japan, who then went on to win the gold medal okay. at the 2020 Olympics, Rinya Nakamura could have still competed in the Olympics, but once it got delayed because of COVID, he was like, "No, I'm I'm fighting now." It comes from a fighting family. I want to say his dad uh, is either like a higher up or fought in Shuto. Like just a, he's been around it his whole life. Um, But he was favored in every fight. Like right, like you have that kind of a wrestling pedigree coming in. People are like, "Yeah, you're you're going to win fights." He had all first round finishes through that tournament.
1: Oh, so you're I'm telling me the he UFC. Just out here, came flowing people. And, yes. And let's not let's not forget this is a first of all, Japanese fighter. We're gonna tell you guys this every time there's a Japanese, especially prospect. We go hard for the Japanese MMA. Yes. But also, oh, this guy might be scary and he's in the Bantamweight division. And and you go, huh? <laughs> Another guy yeah. in Bantamweight? Okay. Well then, yeah, yeah. Let's watch, let's see what he does. Perfect. Yes
0: now there are a few things he needs to shore up my man is reckless okay i mean yeah yeah like going into the pool directly after eating reckless okay. you know not giving himself that time
1: he's i saying, mean chin up. Saying he doesn't wait a full 30 minutes before he goes swim?
0: yeah like i said <laughs> reckless um, but he uh you know chin up like is willing to get into firefights even though he's gonna be the best wrestler in just about any fight he's in uh, but super exciting style will will take one to give one so definitely definitely excited to watch him fight uh, another one Rolando the machine nice. Bedoya uh, he, he's fighting Kenan Song who uh, you might have seen on Ian Machado Gary's uh, highlight reel actually Kenan Song did drop uh, IMG in their fight but Badoya's 0-1 in the UFC. His one fight was against Chaos Williams. And if you've ever watched Chaos Williams fight, you know that man brings power. But doya has one of the craziest chins I've seen because he was repeatedly getting hit by Chaos Williams and just smiling at him. Mm. I mean, just like it was nothing. I mean, it was it was weird to watch. Uh and Badoya looks really he's 26, had his first pro fight at 17, but he looks like he's still 17. Just like a very young looking <laughs> yeah. fighter. Uh but just an absolute dog. He was he was getting bullied early on by Chaos Williams and then just started turning the tide. Uh and realistically if that's a if it's a fight in the street or if it's a five round fight, Badoya wins it. Cause he just gas tank warm down and that goes with the chin right like having great cardio comes with the chin and you look at but you wouldn't think he had great great cardio it looks like he could compete at 155 he's like a little flabby but just exciting loves being in there loves the violence and if you love that then i love you and i want to watch you fight (laughs) so uh, that should be a good one and speaking of loving the violence this next guy billy goff uh i saw he was eight and two with uh, six knockouts. I was like, all right, let me start watching his fights. And I wasn't exactly sure if I liked what I was watching initially, a 25 year old welterweight. And he gets dropped in every fight, every fight, but then just comes back in every fight, right? Like just has that absolute dog in him where he's going to overcome uh, the adversity. And so initially I was like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm not super pumped on this guy, but by like the third fight, I got to. I was like, I fucking love this. Right. (laughs) Like like here's a guy who is not out of a fight. Right. You're gonna see wild shit and he's gonna be right back in your face, ready to go. So you better put this guy away. Um, I mean, ate a, a huge head kick on the contender series. I mean, just like you would think the fight's over, you know, and came back and won. And it just reminded me of like these old UFC's, you know, 20 years ago that I was watching where it's just like oh the, the, he's like a barroom brawler like just scrappy, you know, would fight you in a Walmart parking lot just to to prove he's the bigger man kind of thing. Just awesome to watch. Not saying he doesn't have skills. He's a professional mixed martial artist. Obviously he does. But just that scrappiness that I think is always fun on a car.
1: Yeah, but at 25 you can't get knocked down every fight if you want some longevity in your career. So, you know, like at some point you do see those people change. Even Gaethje, even Gaethje's like, I don't want to get it. You know, like it's not my goal. So yeah, Billy Goff, it's going to be, it's going to be. But now the pressure's on that you're on the UFC right now. It's like Mm -hmm. now, now you're fighting in the UFC that those people are watching you. This isn't, you know, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the guy he's fighting, Kino is no slouch. Yep. should be a good one yep. uh i w- if there's any kind of over under on like 0. 0.5 knockdowns in the fight definitely take the over sure. um and then some of the fights and and this one kind of snuck up on me a little bit but the return of giga
1: chikadze i know right
0: <laughs> right here's a guy who has not fought since january of 2022 somehow is still in the rankings don't know how yeah, yeah. uh but rank number nine and he's taking on bruce leroy and after Bruce Leroy's last win, uh, you know, we talked about, like, the dude's been fighting down for so long. I like, give him his shot to fight up, and he is, right? He's, he's getting a fight Giga Chikadze. Chikadze. Um, it's it's going to be interesting because for those of you who have not been watching MMA for a long time, Chikadze 9 in, or 14 and 3, 7 and 1 in the UFC, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he was on an absolute seven straight victories. People were talking about him, future champ. And then he fought Calvin Cater. He was a minus 225 favorite against Calvin Cater. Now, granted, part of that was Cater coming off of uh, an all-time beating against Max Holloway. uh, And Cater had taken a year off at that point. But interesting fight. Like, Chikadze was with him the first two rounds and then just got... Kind of gassed out, right? Yeah. Like, got overwhelmed rounds three through five. Now, he was there. He was giving it everything he had in round five, but there was not much left in the gas tank by then. And then has been out for as long as he has been out, yeah. right? Over a year and a half. So what are we going to
1: see from Giga Chikadze? And especially, like, against losing like that against Calvin Cater's, no. It's not like, a, oh, you you're a bum. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's the last thing you remember, and then you're out for a year and a half. Right, so yeah. like when you're and Casiris is on the opposite end. That dude fights. He's been active. Yes. Um, yeah. For Bruce Leroy, I mean, he's he's such a veteran. It's so weird. It's so weird to think like God, he's been fighting this long in the UFC, you know. And it's like he's ranked number fifteen. You're like, that's it. It's it's very his his career path is very weird because he's so game. Caceres is yeah, so game.
0: His first UFC fight was in 2011 it was it was on a card headlined by phil davis and little nog on spike tv that channel doesn't exist anymore
1: i forgot about spike tv
0: yeah all right shout out spike tv coincidentally the only other fighter on that card that's still in the ufc korean zombie who's fighting on this card as well Uh, and that's when he got the the twister oh yeah but this is going to be a very interesting fight because Chikadze a world-class kickboxer right they they name they have the Giga kick which is like a variation of a liver kick yep. right like the, the man shuts people down' He's had four straight bonuses right even though by the end of the cater fight it was clear who the better fighter was that was a, a fight of the night not a performance of the night for cater but a fight of the night so it was competitive uh but I mean, Giga, when he was on, he was on. What he did to Edson Barboza Mm. was just filthy. I mean, just brutalized him. The question's going to be, has Giga improved in the last year and a half, right? Like, has it just been injuries and he hasn't been able to train? Or has he been like, hey, I'm injured, so let me work my grappling. Yep. Because if if Giga can threaten the takedown, doesn't even have to have great wrestling. But if that's part of his game where he's threatening the takedown, now you got to worry about that and a world-class kickboxer
1: well i will say this last last fight uh for bruce lee roy the threat of the takedown wasn't as big so maybe maybe he's shortened up some things too so mm-hmm. honestly selfishly i kind of hope this is just like a crazy stand-up fight but yes when you have i mean this is going to be a fast like a, a quick fun fight uh, not not quick in terms of um Like, it's going to end fast. It's going to be speed wise. It's going to be quick. It's going to be fun. Uh, I think these two dudes are going to be in there and like having a good time fighting each other. And that's what I would really love to see about this this matchup. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bruce Leroy is always a good time.
1: He's always fun, man. He's just cool. He's just a cool guy, you know? Yeah. Co main event's
0: pretty cool, too. Yeah. We have number three, Aaron Blanchfield, against number four, Tyler Santos, uh, arguably a title eliminator at uh, Flyweight. Well, Hard to say when you then have Manon Furo and, and Thug Rose coming, know. In, you know, a couple weeks later. Uh, but this is this fight was actually supposed to take take place a, a while ago in February, which you know it's almost unfortunate for Blanchfield and Santos now that that it didn't because you have the Thug Rose uh, Furo fight, which could potentially you know overtake this one. But you want to talk about two just great prospects like we don't get to see this very often right you have blanchfield 11 and 1 right 24 years old she's on a three fight submission streak and she is that next next level right she's the evolution of mma she's fantastic on the ground fantastic on the ground And is putting together a a good stand-up game. And I know you're going to think I'm crazy for saying this, but her stand-up style is almost Chuck Liddell-ish, not in like the, you know, she's going to get hit in the chin to throw the overhand right and put you out. But she had like her build. She has kind of like the wide shoulder. She's a little shorter with like really long arms. And so when you see kind of how she throws strikes, even when she's throwing straight shots, it's it looks a little loopy, yep. you know, kind of, kind of like Liddell. Uh, but she's this woman has passed every single test put in front of her, right? I mean, she has what she did to to Meatball Molly, right? And and like she was a huge favorite on that. But for like the casual people who only knew Meatball, like oh, some people lost some money on that fight <laughs> thinking that Meatball was going to get it. Absolutely. And then uh, what she did to Andrade, right? She's passed every test, but this is a very, very different test in Tyler Santos because Tyler Santos has at like precision Muay Thai, right? Straight shots. Uh, and let's not forget Tyler Santos is 19 and two mm. Ten knockouts, right? Coming and Granted, it was a, a while ago in 14 months, but arguably won the fight against Shevchenko. She's
1: she, right. She, Talia Santos has had the stiffest competition in that division, especially compared to Aaron Blanchfield, like, and might have, like, in a different world, wins, right? She's legit. She,
0: yeah, she potentially set the blueprint that yep. allowed Alexa Grosso. 100%. Win. Because when we saw Tyler Santos fight last, she took Shevchenko's back repeatedly. Mm. And that's, like, kind of where MMA's going now, right, where there's a lot of, of back control. The one thing that she didn't do was there wasn't much ground and pound. So it was just trying to hunt submissions, which if you're defending, it's relative relatively, it's not easy, but it's relatively easy. If you're only worried about submissions, protecting your neck, protecting your arms. If you have to worry about like getting hit in the face and then doing that, like that's where people leave openings. So I'll be interested to see if she adds that to her game, yeah. a little more ground and pound, but I think she kind of set the blueprint for Shevchenko and the thing that I think hurt Santos in that fight is as close as it was. She didn't do much damage yep. to chef. There was a lot of control, not a lot of damage and we know damage is King, right? But I want to, the intriguing part about this fight to me, other than possible title eliminator, I want to know which Santos shows up. Mm-hmm. Is it the Santos that is going to stand and strike, uh, like she did against, uh, Joanne Wood, Jojo knee Calderwood formerly, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is it gonna be that that fighter who doesn't go to the ground until she drops you and then she's she's gonna snatch the neck? Or is it the one who came out against Shevchenko and shot for a lot of takedowns? You know, what is what does she think her path to victory is?
1: Um I feel like I, I don't know why. I just feel like this is gonna be a stand up war. I, I yep. there's, there's no reason for me to think that. Other than <laughs> that, I just feel like this is gonna be one of those ones where we're gonna see like two women really test each other's like grit standing up. Mm-hmm. It just feels yep. that way to me, you know,
0: and and questions will be answered.
1: Oh, yeah, right.
0: Like is is Santos still a top flight fighter after being out that long, right? Like is, is Blanchfield who who we
1: think she is? Yep, and we're going to find out and with Rose having a fight and Rose's name will get her title shot with a win. If you come out here and any of these women beat the other ones ass, and just shows that like, hey, this is who I am. They that's the biggest I deserve a shot before Rose. Cause if Rose comes in and wins, especially if she stops her opponent, she's going to get the title shot, right? Cause it's Rose. Um, yeah. so this is, this is an opportunity to be like, this is for my title shot. This is, I deserve it more than anybody else. So, uh, number three versus number four. I mean, there's a reason why they're number three, number four, and it's a great yeah. matchup. UFC keeps doing this to us and I love it. I know we don't need a parallel boxing. Yeah. Boxing don't yeah. want to fight nobody. And we get to see the number three versus number four. Come on, come on. Yeah.
0: And, and I, I misspoke. I think it was wishful thinking, hoping this one was going to be the co-main. It is not the co-main event. Uh, our co-main is actually Anthony Smith, Ryan Span mm. at uh, light heavyweight. So top 10 light heavyweight matchup. However, this fight already happened back in 2021 Yeah. Uh, in September, and it, it was not close. Yeah, I don't get it. Anthony, Anthony Smith beat Ryan Spann everywhere yeah. and then choked him out and then stepped over him and talked a bunch of shit. it's like the one time i've seen anthony smith because like normally pre-fight in the cage he looks intense and angry but it's like the one time i've seen him lose his composure afterwards he was just like screaming in ryan span's face um but yeah i I don't know why they re why this one got booked again I, i don't know if it was just a matter of like convenience booking you know oh it's a top 10 fight we can put on this card not exactly sure It'll be interesting to see if it plays out differently though, because I think Anthony Smith is kind of more towards the twilight of his career. Correct. You know, he's even though he's not super old, he has in close to 50 fights, mm-hmm. right? Like he is very weathered as far as the sport goes. Ryan Span is gigantic. He is a huge light heavyweight. He was talking about being 230 something pounds fight week, having to cut from that. Jesus. So he is massive and he is. I mean, just chaos, absolute chaos. You watch his fight with uh, Kutalaba. I mean, just wild diving around for stuff. Uh, Worked for him there, did not work for him in his last fight against uh, Nikita Krylov, which was a funky one where it got like canceled and then had to happen a week later. It was like a really weird deal. Um, But the chaos didn't play to his benefit. He dove right into a triangle in that one. So I I think ultimately... It, it's a top 10 matchup i think it's go. it's it's not going to be boring right like ryan span is feast or famine and and so i don't think it'll be boring i just i don't know why this is the matchup
1: yeah i, I don't either especially like okay i get it anthony spence lost his last two uh, ryan span lost his last one but it would be different if Anthony Smith was number 10 and Ryan Span was number eight. It's like, okay, I'll fight him again. I finished him in the first round and I'm ranked higher than him. I don't understand mm-hmm. like, I get why Ryan Spann wants to run it back. Of course I want to run it back. I don't get what, what Anthony Smith gets out of this because then we all just go, okay, you already beat him once, you beat him again. You don't get you don't get a higher ranking because of this. Very bizarre. Maybe maybe it's the only thing available to him. And you know, you you said you think Anthony Smith has upwards of fifty fights. He has fifty four. Right? He has 54 fights And he's what 34 years old 35 years old um, mm-hmm. So I, may, maybe It's all he can take Or maybe that's all He can he, get And maybe he just Wants to get a win But I don't know
0: Yeah I mean His last win Was the fight Against Span. Exactly He, he has exactly. Yeah he's lost To Ankaliyev And Johnny Walker Since then So yeah You know Just I don't I don't know How consequential it is I like fights Of consequence And not you
1: know, a, I don't know. A, a, The only time Fights of consequence Don't matter Is when You, you know Two legends You know like like if like I'll say this, Dominic Cruz versus, uh, uh like a Cody Garbrand again would we'll be like okay cool, and I know I know I know what's coming up, <laughs> or, 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 or I know it's almost up. like,
0: like Max Holloway versus Korean Zombie, <laughs> yeah right, well absolutely. Uh, so that that is our main event. Uh, and just interesting statistic here, uh, neither man has been uh, scheduled for three rounds in a very long time. Last yeah. time Korean Zombie was scheduled for three rounds. 2011, 12 years ago and nine fights ago for him. And the last time for Max was 2016 and 12 fights ago for him. So obviously Max has been uh, much more active than Korean zombie. But holy shit, you talk about just two guys like that speaks to their appeal. Right. Yeah. Like just constant main events or title fights for for both of them.
1: And and Max Holloway's just in that position where it's like you're the second best guy, but we can't watch you fight Volk again. And zombie has to do something because if you beat Holloway, you're like, give me that title shot. But if you don't again, you're like fucking I lost the Max Holloway Max Holloway's gonna be Max Holloway in my heart until he doesn't see that way anymore, you know?
0: Yeah, just the, the hard part though is like this fight really has no title implications, no, right? No, like, both guys have fought for the title. Both both guys have lost to the champion. Um and then the last one wasn't wasn't close, right? Like yes. Volk dominated Holloway, dominated Zombie. So like there are no title implications. Yep. And I'm okay with that cuz it's just like a a fun ass fight. Yep. Right? And in the great what if machine that I think a lot of us wish we had, what happens if Yair Rodriguez doesn't land that insane elbow, that knocked out Korean zombie with one second left in the fifth round, which if Steve was judging <laughs> a fight it would have been over. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but the uh, you know, in a world where that elbow doesn't happen because zombie was dominating that fight one all five wow. rounds. Um, definitely on Steve's card. Uh, but one <laughs> one all five rounds. And then gets elbowed, knocked out. Right, we we know what Yair's career has been since then. But if Zombie won that fight, then he gets his title shot. Then, right, yeah. like his next fight is the title fight against Max. So that fight would have happened back in early twenty, or I think June 2019 is when both of them ended up fighting again. So you would have had a June 2019 for a title,
1: right? Back when, all because of one wild elbow. I know, man. How crazy! How crazy is it to think about that? Um, because, oh, that would have been fun back then. But back then too, we were so up on the Yarier versus Max. So I mean, it, whoever won didn't matter. But like, literally one second away because he was winning, right? One second yeah. away to have some guy that's flashy as shit do his flashy shit. So, but this yeah. this fight's gonna be fun. I mean, it, it's it's probably gonna be more than fun. This fight's probably gonna be amazing, or it's gonna be. For me, and this is just me speculation, it's either going to be an amazing fight, or it's going to be a Max Holloway uh, school. schooling okay. Yeah, and, and I can yeah. see if if after the fight, Max Holloway just schools him, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, I didn't see that coming. I would be like, yep, that's what Max Holloway does. Yeah,
0: my my fear with every Max Holloway fight, though, is as great as he is, the man's got you know Mount Rushmore chin, yep. right? Like, does not get wobbled, doesn't get knocked down. At some point, that's going to go right and i always think holloway's older than he is cuz he's been in the ufc since he was like 20 years old he's only 31 yep. but i feel like he's the older fighter yep. in in this fight uh and i just i don't want that moment to happen where the chin goes you know uh and and zombie hits hard you know zombie can can put you out uh and it's not like zombie's washed either like we we obviously know uh max isn't right? he's been putting on great performances just Turned away Arnold Allen, who was kind of the next thing. Uh, but Zombie had, even though he got dominated
1: by Volk, he had a great fight against uh, Danny Ige. But he also got dominated by Ortega. Ortega showed his ass, yes. against, you know. So yep. it's like in his last three, he's had one good showing against Danny Ige, mm-hmm. which Danny is no slouch, but he's not that that high level. But against Ortega, he got it was like that was when or, it was like Ortega you know looks like he's on his next level right it it was it was intense so um korean zombie is a great fighter i just think that max holloway has a skill set unless you're like you're saying unless eventually max holloway gets fight old you know
0: yeah yep yep well we shall find out uh bright and early i'll be eating my omelet drinking my coffee uh wishing wishing it was 2019 watching watching this fight happen well i'm gonna
1: say this i will be waking up when i wake up naturally and then watching the fight so don't call or text me that early please
0: yeah i i got a toddler so (laughs) latest i'm up is like seven anyways so i'll just get up a little early have a little bit of me time you know all that's going on Uh, um now our our fight announcements there there's been some major shakeups uh to to ufc noche uh cynthia cynthia cavillo is out versus elise reed and uh one of uh, my favorite young fighters who we didn't bring up as somebody at uh, flyweight because she's been bouncing back and forth between flyweight and strawweight Uh, and this one's going to be at a 120 catchweight yasmin lucindo back uh so quickly and so that's september 16th she'll be stepping in for that fight awesome I'll I'll watch Lucindo fight Any day of the week so I'm I, excited I, for
1: that I'm becoming a huge fan of Lucindo um, This is a big card for her For exposure This is going to be fun Great matchup
0: mm-hmm. Yeah And then we have uh, D-Rod Daniel Rodriguez I uh, Got uh, pop positive On a USADA test mm-hmm. Saying that it's a supplement He took Going to fight it Is what it is uh, But he's out of his fight Against uh, Santiago Nebio. They have not announced a uh, A replacement yet It is you know we're still over three weeks away, so they'll they'll probably end up getting somebody uh, in place there. It's a bummer though. That was a bummer. It is. Yeah. It is. And if you've watched any of Ian Machado Gary's uh, training footage leading into his fight against Neil Magny, you saw where he was sparring with Chris Curtis, and Chris Curtis uh, had the rib injury. That is going to force him out of his fight against Anthony Hernandez. Mm. Uh, so Chris Curtis out on that one. They do have a replacement, uh, Roman Kapilov, aka Chase Hooperov. Um, he is stepping in to take on Anthony Hernandez. Should be a good fight, a good fight there. Yeah, fun to watch. And speaking of good fights, we were—I uh, think everybody was disappointed when Gastelum got hurt and we lost the shavkot Gastelum fight for this card. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, announcing from a taco truck with a sombrero on, uh, <laughs> you know, not appropriating culture at all. Uh <laughs> Kevin Holland uh is fighting on UFC Noche September 16th against Jack Della yeah, great,
1: great, great fight. Kevin Holland always is gonna bring eyes. Re- after, after his last fight, we talked about it. Stay at Welterweight, man. Just and we were real nervous he's going up. He's staying. The biggest test Jack Della Modelena has had, and Kevin, Kevin Holland is no fucking slouch. This is a huge test for him. So JDM gets that win. Great. Kevin Holland gets that win. Man, c- keep coming back to Walter, right, baby? <laughs> like, stay there, man. Yes. Great matchup.
0: Yes. I mean, it. it's going to be a stand up fight, right? Like, you don't have to make the agreement. It, it's going to yep. be a stand up fight. Can't wait. The, um, this makes me so excited to talk about that card that week like coming up just because love both these fighters uh and one other announcement that uh was interesting to me on the november 18th fight night card they did announce uh jordan levitt the monkey king the guy who had the knockout against matt wyman from a slam just filthy uh and then torqued afterwards uh (laughs) is fighting the real chase hooper actual chase hooper uh at lightweight should be a phenomenal phenomenal Grappling
1: match. I do want to say something. You said JDM versus Kevin Holland is a guaranteed stand up, but Kevin Holland just submitted somebody. So you never know, right? You never know.
0: I when I say guaranteed stand up, I mean no takedown. Oh, 100%. somebody might get dropped, yeah, and then it becomes a ground fight. But no one's. It's going to be no one
1: shooting. It's going to be Kevin <laughs> Holland talking that shit, and JDM having to live up to the moment. And not saying he can't. He didn't look great on his last fight, but this is a moment that you step up to your competition. I. I'm excited for that fight. I'm excited for that one.
0: Yes, let, that day cannot come soon enough for me now. Especially when you lose Shavkat, now you get that match. Like to me, that's a better matchup than
1: uh, Shavkat versus Gastelum. One hundred percent, absolutely. Super stoked for it. Happy that that. I'm not happy that anybody got hurt, but happy that this fight was announced. You know.
0: Yeah. So awesome, awesome. We had two stars make their name. I feel like, uh, or at least get thrown into the stratosphere from this last card with Sugar Sean and Ian Machado. Gary, uh, we had just masterclass performances, you know, Wei Li. Uh We had the beautiful performance from Natalia Silva, another uh, potential future star with Karini Silva. Definitely a killer there. I mean, just awesome stuff. We had rule changes that are going to impact fights moving forward. And then we get to look forward to next week giga chikadze coming back bruce leroy getting his chance to make a an impression on the top 10 a potential flyweight title eliminator with blanchfield versus santos and oh yeah we get max holloway korean zombie i cannot wait as always appreciate you brother love and respect later